Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Aside from the mission, vision, you know, strat plan, etc., you have to know when you also have to shake hands and say, let's call it a day. Because at some point, your partnership, at some point, baka divergent na eh. your, your goals, you know, in life, you know, your different stages in life, uh, your different stages in your family life, ganun. and sometimes they become divergent. So, pag hindi na common yung mission nyo, yung goal, etc., then it's time to... That's why I think partnership should have like exit clauses so that it's not hard on any of you to exit from the partnership. And I always tell uh, when they say, oh, come to this mentoring session, you want to get partners, you don't get partners for money alone. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning from wherever you from wherever you are watching from all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. It's so nice to be back here on the air and speaking to all of you again for the people who are listening to the RJ Ledesma Podcast for the first time. In my podcast, I interview the country's pioneering business personalities and entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about business. What are their success secrets and how can we hack those success secrets? How they innovated their businesses during this pandemic. But more importantly, what opportunities do they see emerging in the new normal or even in the next normal? Now, is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast? Please do let me know. Drop me a message. We are also live right now on Kumu, CBRC TV, Global Pinas TV, and of course, the Bounce Back Network. Now, if you were enjoying this podcast and you're learning a lot from it, please subscribe and invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ledesma podcast. We are, of course, on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Before everything else, um, just, you know, we all have to like, just like many of you, we had to take a bit of a health break over here on the RJ Ledesma podcast, but happy to report that everything is good right now. I pray that all of you are safe and healthy in your own homes. And if you haven't been vaccinated just yet, please get yourselves vaccinated. And more importantly, get yourselves boosted or boosted as well. And uh, I was also able to listen earlier on to the Go Negosho interviews uh, of Dr. Guido David of Okta and Dr. Nick Astriatico. And uh, really great news coming from um, Dr. Guido David. And I was looking at the charts that he was sharing earlier on. It looks like that the, um, the peak of the Omicron we're already at the peak of the Omicron. And what's happening right now, projections show that by the time end of January comes, we'll be down to at least 2,000 cases per day, around 1,000 cases, around 1,000 cases by Valentine's. And by the end of February, they're going to be down to about uh, probably 500 cases a day. So again, uh, let's just pray. And let's hope that our surge uh, is just uh, emulates what's happening right now in South Africa and the UK again. So thank you so much to everybody joining us here right now. And tonight is a very special episode. Now, uh, as I restarted our Gila Desma podcast this year, I wanted to get a guest who I was very inspired by during this pandemic. And one of the people who really inspired me during this time was somebody I really looked up to in the entrepreneurship field and also a fellow Go Negosho mentor. Her name is Chit Wan. And why was I inspired by her? You know, I follow her on Facebook. She's a friend. But when the pandemic started, I would start to read her different posts, her different insights with regard to business. And I, you know, I was just floored by the type of insight that she was sharing for business because I could relate with it. It resonated with me. And I often asked her if I could share her Facebook posts with other people uh, because I think they were very key. So 
I was hoping also that right now you will also be equally inspired by her own insights that she gained amidst this pandemic. Now, for those of you who don't know a bit about Ms. Chit and her background, Ms. Chit is actually the founder of the Figaro Coffee Company, of Binalot Fiesta Foods, and of the Echo Store that she currently serves as a trustee of the Philippine Women's Economic Network, or PhilWEM. Now, she's got many titles. She's multi-hyphenated, and I can appreciate multi-hyphenated people, no? She's a social entrepreneur. She's a green advocate. She's a coffee crusader. She's an advocate for women's empowerment through business. And she's also head of the ASEAN Coffee Federation and a counselor for the Southeast Asia Slow Food International. Now, given all these different backgrounds, it's just a great opportunity to learn from her different businesses where, where she gets to see you know, what's happening in each one of them and sees maybe a bigger picture of what's happening to entrepreneurship here in the Philippines. So may I please... Welcome here right now, my very good friend, Miss Chit Wan. Miss Chit, thank you for joining me here on the show. Hello, RJ. I'm glad you're safe, and uh, I hope we're all staying safe. So, good evening, good morning, good good afternoon to everyone listening around the world. Exactly, like you said, not just uh, staying safe, but staying sane at the same time, Miss Chit. Correct. And I can just imagine that you know when I was reading your posts, no, they were a way for you. To manage to stay sane during this pandemic, because you have to sort of like you know, uh, you know, you have to crystallize or at least you know let out all the insights that you had gained instead of just keeping it to yourself. Is that right? Your 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 post sort of became like your your forum to to discuss what you've learned. That's right. Actually, it comes to me because it's just so natural to to feel different emotions, no? Over the last, I would say, almost uh, what twenty four months. Or 20 yes, months right, of right. this already. And I write about it over a cup of coffee. And then people start liking and then uh, friends oh. no, of my uh, a few a few thousand friends on Facebook. And I found it as an outlet. You're, you're right. And then people would say, oh, I like it. Can you write some more? And I'm like, I'm just writing what I'm feeling. And you realize that, you know, there are people who feel the same way. You know, what do I do now? Like, Diba, first, when you founded the Bounce Back Movement, which now has, what, over 60,000 members, RJ? Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. More than 140,000 right now, I think. Okay, there you go, 140,000 pala. I must have read the wrong data there. Oh, sorry, sir. You're, t- 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 sorry, you're, you're about 60 plus thousand, but a strong 60 plus thousand. You're right, so oh, sorry. Very strong. And, and a lot of movements, you know, over the last uh, two years, they're... Like even our coffee group, it's just coffee home brewers started by my niece, Roswan. From a few hundred, it's now like 41,000 of people who feel the same mm. way. I'm going to brew coffee at home, you know. And satin naman, it's a bounce back and all that. People who just want to see that hope, that glimmer of hope na no right. things will be okay. It's not saying things will go back to normal, you know, but things will be okay and Look forward, but always think positive. Always think positive. And, and having said that, Ms. Chit, uh, let me give you a couple of minutes to really share some of the best insights that you got. Because in a recent article that you, uh, where people quoted you, you know, they said that you, know, you reflected on the need to reset, recalibrate, or even upend your plans, not just for big companies and small companies. So if you don't mind, um, let me give you this platform to share a bit more. What were your key thoughts that you wanted to share okay. to entrepreneurs who are listening to us here right now? Sige. Actually, the very first posts I did in back in April 2020, we were feeding the frontliners and all that. And I said, you know what? We got to bounce back and pivot. But that was the term. Kind of, it got mm-hmm. overused, nga, pivoting and all that. Uh-huh. And I said, maybe it's not pivot. Eh? Maybe it's rebooting. You know, you have to reboot. And, you know, like when your computer goes dead and ori, what's happening, you have to off on anything. Wi-Fi. So parang tayo rin, we, we're kind of digital in that sense that you have to reboot and upend, like you said, and really change things completely. Like, especially with the Omicron, I realized, nako, this is difficult. No, you have to, if you have to breathe more fresh air, where is there a lot of fresh air? You go out to the farm. So as you can see, my background, no? so I'm spending more time. <laughs> I'm spending more time outdoors, you know, you're breathing. And this, Season is really a great season to be up in Cavite, in Tagaytay, because uh, with the Amihan, you know, uh, it's just like, well, Baguio weather in summer, pero sa atin, this is good. 
and you're not breathing the pollution of the city. So I want people to sort of think about that it's not impossible. And so a lot of my friends over the last 20 months have asked me for where can they buy property? Kung nag-real estate broker ako, like you. <laughs> we could make a lot of money, okay? Uh, people are looking for farms. People are looking for small pieces of land. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of my friends who now brag about their saging saba. You know, bragging uh -huh. now is not about wearing, you know, the latest signature bag. It's about harvesting your saging na saba from your farm. That, that's really like, wow, it's priceless. You know, you're eating mani that comes from your, from your backyard. So these are the, the, it's the new black. Okay. It's not about carrying uh, something, a status symbol, but it's like, Oh, I get my vegetables from my farm. Yeah. Uh -huh, wow. Talagang farm to table, di ba? Yeah. Literally. Ngayon nga, ano na eh, table to farm. Back to the farm. Table bio. to farm. Yeah. Uh -huh. And people are, and you know, we have friends like Sina Nicolo and Paula, a better story of down to earth. They have plant towers. There's no more excuse to say, wala kaming land. I don't have a big piece of land. No, there are plant towers. It's a footprint can fit into your balcony, mga ganon. So over the last 20 months, you know, people have tweaked ideas for entrepreneurs. People have tweaked ideas to get back to something that they didn't think they could do before. So ako, go with the flow. Let's see where does this take us. So, you know, if you have to close stores, now it's no longer a surprise when people say, uh, by so-and-so, this store is closing in the following malls. Diba? You see announcements like that on Instagram. Hindi nakakahiya to do it because it's the better thing to do. If you're a wise business person, you know when to say no, you know when to say wag na, you know when to quit. Okay? And as you were telling me, Kanina, when you have a business, you cannot sleep with it forever. You know, there are times when you have to say, you know what? The better decision is to divest. The better decision is to walk away and do something else. So, that's what I've been doing the last 20 months. It's also recalibrating because I had to learn so many things. RJ, I like you. You're learning podcasts. I'm learning user yeah. experience. I'm learning... Um, <laughs> oh, wala, so, wala sa terminology natin yan, Miss Chit, sa mga business terminology na natin. Wala pa yung mga ganyan, di ba? So, oh, but, biglang um, pumapasok na lang sa vocabulary natin, di ba? Oh, meron tayong UX and UI and uh, SEO and SEM, di ba? Iba na yung terms, but you have to go with it. You have to understand it. <laughs> di ba? When something... Parang hirap naman itong site na to, you tune out. It's like back in the day, like a radio station. If you don't like what the announcer is saying, you tune out. Just like a podcast. If we don't catch the attention of the listener, they'll tune out. So, ganun exactly. din on online, on e-commerce. If your user experience is bad, they will go to the next store, you know? So, you have to stay on top of things and, and do it yourself. Eh? You can't just assign it. You know, I'm sure Tayo, we, we like to micromanage, diba? We like to roll up our sleeves and say, no, mm -hmm. I can do it. Well, this is the time to do it. Talagang, you need to understand how your consumer is reacting to COVID. How your consumer is reacting to the new way of doing business. Do you accept different forms of payment? How do I pay you? Can I order in Messenger? There are people who don't want to mm -hmm. go to your mm -hmm. site, but just want to order mm -hmm. in Facebook. You've got to address all that. So that's what mm -hmm. I've been learning and relearning the last uh, 20 months. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
about you. Nah, but I want to ask you. Well, I'm gonna interview, no? But you <laughs> that's, that's why I love talking to you, Miss 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 Chit. But I want to also know because you talk about rebooting, no? In terms of let's say recalibrating things, what what how did you recalibrate your business now? Well, for what, example, what does recalibrating mean for you? Uh-oh. Okay, Echo Store. Echo Store. We had stores in the malls, the usual brick and mortar, ganyan. We had the store outside the mall. But you know what? When things were going crazy with the malls, like Sarado Bukas, Sarado Bukas, uh, alert, uh, before the alert levels, what was called ECQ, MCQ, MECQ. Para I'm lighting this alert level, para it's typhoon signal lang, di ba? It's easier. <laughs> but when it was MECQ, wait, let's go back. What, what does MECQ? So you know what we did? The first six months, the first six to nine months, we closed stores. We mm-hmm. closed it without announcing it now, unlike, you know, some big brands that say, uh, on this day, the stores will no longer be there. Kame, we just closed it one by one and we stayed with our off the mall. With due respect to our, to our landlords in the malls, no? Hirap talaga if you don't have street side. Eh? If you're not on the street side, you don't have alfresco, forget it. That was mm-hmm. my take. That was my take. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, how did we recalibrate? Most of the things we sold pala were essentials na for COVID. Virgin coconut oil, coconut sugar, lagundi. And all. all of a sudden, they're not specialty. They were now commonplace. So what we had to do was to make it available almost, well, 24-7 by strengthening our e-commerce. So online, you know, you know, and then I check my team all the time. Oh, the process buying order. You know, sometimes there's, it's not a sin to micromanage. You have to see how the user is getting the product or the service and you have to follow your staff through. Tapos nakita ko, RJ, ay, wala na yung staff ko sa ganito. I have to compute it pala myself. Then you have to go mm-hmm. back and learn. Parang, parang, you know naman, arithmetic, you know? So you have to start doing it. And I think no business is excused from having to look and having to change plans because there is really if I may use the term, there is no playbook for this. That's right. There is Nobody no playbook prepared for this. us. Even the health services, they say, wala pang testing dyan. See? Even they don't have a playbook. You know? We're, we're just looking at experience. And it really, it's, uh, you know, the old saying, experience is the best teacher. So, balik tayo dun. Playbooks, it's like the playbook's being written day by day, day to day, right? In fact, even the DOH is having to rewrite the playbook with this Omicron uh, variant. Exactly. Who would have known that we will be thrown this monkey wrench called Omicron? So we're okay, oh, exactly. Delta, all the vaccines, boom, Omicron. And all of a sudden, it's a super spreader without you even knowing it. So Exactly. And we're know, just, we're and, just uh, and thank and God. Ren, I'm praying not... that, that the, the Okta people are correct. Uh, I think they're most of the time, correct naman. Were so, you able to listen this morning to the Go Negosyo talk? No, because, but uh, I, I will surely look for it in, in Actually, online. the articles are out in the newspaper, but uh, Father, Father Nick Ostriaco, uh, and I'm very impressed by him. Actually, he is a, he's a Dominican priest. and I, I got to interview him separately because he's a fellow MIT alumnus. Uh, he's a molecular biologist, and he became... Uh, the interesting story about him is that he actually became... Uh, he found the priesthood in the least likely... Of places, which is an MIT. That's where he be, that's where he found his vocation, galing, right? Galing. I like and, the way and, and he says variant, you know. <laughs> very, 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 yeah, exactly. There's another variant, and I love listening to his his very he's very optimistic. He finds all the silver linings, but the nice thing that he said is that it's very and, and you can find it all later on in the in the I guess in the, in the other articles, but he says that. It's very difficult now for another variant to come out that is scarier or worse than the Omicron because of the quality of the spike proteins apparently there on the, you know, some scientifically speaking, said from a molecular biologist standpoint, it doesn't get any worse from here. That's what he's saying. That's so great. hopefully that, that's good. Yeah. Let's, let's pray that that's good for all of us. And having said that, uh, Ms. Chit, one more thing I want to get into is you said it upends business, right? You know, you say that this, this thing upends business. What, do you, what is the major thing for you that happened that upended your business that, you know, parang na, but then you go, okay, it was good in the end. I mean, what, what is that biggest thing well, for I you? Love, I love uh, coffee shops. Eh. And our Echo store had little cafes where we could put them. No? And I had to close that. And it's like, Wow, I wanted to serve healthy food, our salads, you know, in our farm. The vegetables came from our farm, go to the store, farm to table, blah, blah. And we had to close that. We had no alfresco. Okay? So, mm-hmm. pero syempre, it took me 
took me a year or so to think about maybe I can open now, but it's al fresco and but what upended it talaga was the fact that you couldn't serve people anymore. You couldn't serve coffee face to face. I I miss that because I've been doing that. You know, I as you know, we both like to talk and we both like to <laughs> talk over coffee or tea. So yes, yes. Yun, I miss that part. I miss that part of getting to know people. Hey, I'll get you a cup of coffee. What do you like? Like espresso, ganito, ganyan, you know. I miss that. And so maybe someday, maybe in the farm, you know. And since my alternative career, RJ, is really a tour guide, what I'm doing now, <laughs> what I'm doing now are farm tours, okay? Because, ah, really? Yeah, huh? so I take my friends to the farm and I show them this is a guyabano tree, this is a coffee tree. A lot of people don't know that coffee grows on trees. You know, people don't even know, like, where does this brown liquid come from? And we show them most of the people nine out of 10 will say, that's a coffee tree. How does that become coffee? You know, so it's a conversation starter in a farm tour, but we can teach them how coffee grows and we can actually ask them to plant coffee. So we sell the seeds, the seedlings. And so in our farm, we have coffee, coconut, banana, all the things that grow well with coffee. And you cannot imagine how happy people are when they go there. So we have a friend, pa. we convinced her, you can plant a mango tree. So we planted the mango tree, you know, stuff like that. People like that now. And another thing, another trend, RJ, is forest bathing. People just want to forest stay. Bathing. Yeah. People just want to stay among trees and hear the rustling of the leaves. It's like in Jap- Japan, they say it's a haiku experience. It's like poetry of nature, you know. So for those who never thought about Going out there, you know, I'm not really an outdoorsy person. I'm more beach. Give it a try because it's very relaxing. And in Japan, they actually do this for health. And they, they, they say that forest bathing actually does something to, to your body. I love if, that. Not, forest if, not, if not your soul. Yeah, diba? we know about sunbathing. You know, you have skin cancer and mga ganyan. You have to know when to expose just before 10 a.m. and after 4 p.m. I hope you did that in Boraca. You know, I looked my time. Oh, 10, 10 a.m. na, tama na. But some people just don't believe that. You know, they just there toasting in the sun and will pay for it at some future point in time. So forest baiting, you're there among the, you know, trees lang. And so we've made the farm accessible and there's a pavilion where you can like grill and all that. So mga ganon, those kinds of experience and hopefully serve coffee. No, I like it because actually I was going to be asking you a bit later on uh, about op- business opportunities that you see emerging. And a lot of these are, are, are nature and agriculture oriented. And I really want to get into that uh, later on in our discussion. See, Ederick and they're saying over here, namis po ng mga tao ang nature. Yes, I, that, that's great. And you know, yes. Ederick, the nice thing about this one is that not only miss, I mean, I'm located from an entrepreneur perspective, do they, how do you capitalize now on the opportunity? And I want to talk about that uh, later on uh, as, as we discuss this one. But I want to go back a bit more, a bit more into business again, if you don't mind, Ms. Chit. No? And you closed down several stores. At Chempre, you know, of course, people who run businesses, even me, I've closed down markets. And you know, there's always a time when, when, you, when you're running a business, you go, should I close? Should I not close? How should you feel about this one? Chempre, if it's for many entrepreneurs, blood, sweat, and tears. And then when you have to close it down, you know, you, you, you know, of course it feels kind of bad. It's, it's not just your ego sometimes, but it's also, you know, so much is attached to it. Right? You know, uh, I once spoke at a seminar in Vietnam. It's a women's conference. And they said, could you talk about failures? And I said, sure. How long should I talk? And, and people said, you talk about failures? And I'm like, guys, if out of three chances, you succeed once, okay ka na, you know? So you can start counting your failures. Now, closing a business is not really a failure, especially with COVID. It was what we can say is a fortuitous event, you know? You're not closing because you lost money, but you're closing because it's no longer safe to serve people. So, you know... When do you know when it's time to close? RJ, when the numbers don't add up, you have to close. You know, and just face it. You know, my, my first lesson, uh, 
we had a restaurant and I said, if I close this, naku, baka my friends will say, kawawa naman si Chit, why is she closing this? But you know, we closed because we got flooded in. So when my friends asked, why did you close? Kabinaha kami. Water damage. And then the landlord was getting difficult. And then you realize nobody really cares. Because they see you anyway. They'll see you in the next store. They'll, you're, you're still up and about. So for people who are thinking that when you close the business, it's the end of you. No, you are not your business. You are you. Diba? So don't think that when you close a business, people will judge you. Okay? In fact, if your business has not been doing too well, now is the time to close. Then you can just blame it on COVID. Exactly. So that's what, I think that's one of the key things. Diba? I mean, it's, it's very difficult, I think, for many, whether you're a big or a small businessman, to say that para, eh, you have to separate yourself. You are not your business. And it's an internal conversation sometimes that you have. People will think I'm a failure. Right? Parang, diba? That's yeah. usually, usually that's what happens. I mean, it's all in your head if you think about it. But it's hard. It's hard to get out of the conversation in your head. It's, it's hard. But then now, you know, it's just more practical. And you would be the better business person if you know when you should close. Sabi nga no iba, like Seinfeld and uh, Sex in the City. Quit while you're ahead. I mean, while you're still there, you don't want to peter out. And then people will say, Ay, naku, business has been so, you know, going bad. Close it already. You know, so that's what I mean. Like a mature entrepreneur should know when it doesn't make sense to do the business. Diba? Because you're in the business to make it sustainable. I didn't even say you're making a lot of money. I'm just saying sustainable. Is the business sustainable? For example, if you were really, and with all due respect to those who were in personal services, hard hit, spa, salons, you know, all this. I mean, I, I would have wanted to own a spa, you know, but now anything touchy, touchy, uh, touchy feely business like services, very personal services, you really have to put it in the bottom. And really the ones that will be on top, and you said we're going to talk about trends later, are those that have less physical interaction. And it's just brought about by protocols. We have to weave our entrepreneurial minds into all these constraints. You might call it a constraint, but actually sometimes it's an opportunity. Exactly, exactly. The cons- I mean, co- that's how you think of it. Constraints are actually your opportunity. It's, it's, a, it's a mindset thing, right? That's how many of us are taught to think about that. You know, as an entrepreneur, the mindset is that pain points are actually business opportunities. That's right. Am I right? So if you're having the pain yourself, that's an idea. Exactly. That's an idea. Oh, oh. Yes. Uh, having said that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go into that. I'm going to go into that actually. That, that you know, if, you, if there's a constraint to yourself, it's actually an opportunity. And I'm, I'm going to talk about your businesses, but can you just give us an example anecdotally for the people listening here right now, how you thought of one thing na, in business na it was a constraint which actually became a great opportunity for, for any of your businesses to grow? Actually, all the businesses that I've started started with a pain point. Okay. Back in college, you know, uh, there was no place where you could eat nice kanyan, have good coffee. So my friends and I said, if there's none, magbukas tayo. You know, so we opened one. My father always told us, and he's an entrepreneur, he's a dentist turned entrepreneur. He said, when there is a need, you fill it. And that's exactly what you're saying. When there's a pain point, you try to remove the pain. Di ba ngayon, it's about pain management. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. it's pain management. Sabi ng doctors, you can't, you should not endure pain. You know, this is, in medicine, this is a new thing. Well, I'm not a doctor, but some doctors say, you should not endure pain. Pero tayo nun, no, you have to know the pain para malaman ng doctor where it is. Diba? But now they have other ways of clinically finding out what's wrong with you without you say enduring the pain or, or something. It's called pain management. So if doctors can now manage that pain, tayo rin as entrepreneurs must be able to manage pain of a consumer. Diba? Like ako, when I order from, ayoko mag-advertise, pero when I order from a food delivery and it's mm-hmm. bad, I call the restaurant. Customers must learn how to express their pain. Like, you use bad oil. Oh, they gave me a new product. Kasi, I'll return the bad product because I didn't eat it. No, ma'am. Keep it, keep it na rin, but we'll send you a new one. I wasn't there for the free offer. No? But providers or purveyors or entrepreneurs 
listen to your customers. Ako ang pinakaayaw ko yung ayaw makinig sa criticism. Diba? Because mm-hmm. that also means you don't want to grow. You have to listen. Mm-hmm. You have to feel the pulse of your consumer. That's what, that's what I believe. And so our culture, even when, let's say, you said, how did I start these businesses? Uh, there was no decent place to have coffee except the Peninsula Lobby, which was mahal. Back in the day, in the <laughs> 90s. So my, my friends and I said, why don't we put up a cafe like we see in Europe, like we see in Italy? Like, okay, let's put bentwood chairs. Let's transport the, the customer to Europe. That's how Figaro was born. You know, because mm. we wanted uh, armchair traveling. Because noon, wala pa yung budget airline. So, you know, travel was an exclusive, if you will. It, it was, was an aspirational not, place to oh, go. Oh, aspirational. Oh, but then came the OFW trend and or the wave. And people started to come back. Ordinary people who said, I want an espresso. Because they had traveled. So this travel boom brought more customers knowing what espresso and cappuccino was. So mm. that was good for the coffee shop. List. And after that, uh, well, Binalot came right after uh, my, you know, them, Romel and Rafi and my nephews yeah. and I, uh, we would think of the farm because my, my, my mom and my dad would take us to the farm and bring rice in banana leaves. And I said, Mom, why do you do that? Ah, because it won't get panis, it won't spoil, and it tastes good. And then we'll have adobo and all that. And so Romel and Rafi out of college said, why don't we make it a business? So it became Binalot. Okay. And then Echo Store, back in 2008, there were no eco-friendly shops. Okay. Plastic was still there, styropor, etc. And we had to get Echo bags that were made in Singapore and all that. And then the wave came. Of course, at first, people said, why did you open this store? You think anybody's going to come here? You know, you're selling eco-friendly products. And look now, everybody's saying eco-friendly, natural, etc. But we're now almost 14 years old, you know? So mm-hmm. during that time, kung wala, then you put it up. And then there was no place. And that's how I got into mga women empowerment and all that. Where women weavers, women craft makers... And those who made guava jelly, tomato jelly, peanut butter, they had no place to put their products. And so we thought of Echo Store. And that's how it came about. So Janaman, because we were older, midlife, we were saying, you know what? We have to have a business that gives back. And that's when social entrepreneurship became the trend. So that's when Rags to Riches, we all went to Netherlands because we won in this contest, Echo Store and Rags to Riches. And we went mm-hmm. to the Netherlands and there, parang, there was an Echo Store in Netherlands. There was an Echo Store in Germany. Pala in Europe, that was the trend already. I see. But we, I we see. just put up Echo Store here in the Philippines. Wow. Now, I hope you, I'm, I will go into it in a bit. But the thing that I find interesting really here, no, I, I hope you don't mind, is because you said that you know, your, dad, your dad was comes from an entrepreneurial family. I mean, that provided that great environment. And, you know, of course, I know Romel from, from Binalot and, of course, yeah. also the electric, electric vehicles. I mean, I see you guys and you're so entrepreneurial in the way that you think. And me, I, I also come from, I would like to think I, came from, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad was in real estate development, video, you know, video mm-hmm. tape rental, uh, prawn farming. I mean, lot, lot. I mean, and it's kind of like it got instilled in me also that it was natural not to look for a job as a career, but rather to become an entrepreneur. Can you tell me a bit more about what type of environment was it like growing up that he passed on to you in terms of being an entrepreneur that, you know, that, that would be great for other people as well to have in their own families if they want kids to grow up like entrepreneurs? Yes. Uh, you know, we're very lucky. We're very fortunate that my dad, our family, encouraged entrepreneurship. He didn't think it funny or, you know, to sell something. You know, but I guess selling something, well, I was selling chocolates, I was selling uh, stationery, I was selling, I think I liked the business of selling. It wasn't really so much because, of course, the extra allowance helped, the extra money helped because I was selling in grade school, in uh, high school, and then in college, you know, there's always something that you can sell. And in our family, in the family dinners or lunches, 
it's okay to talk about business concepts. It's okay to talk about business ideas. There is parang kaming ano, di ba in strat planning or brainstorming, there's no bad idea. And that was how we were nurtured. There was no bad idea as long as it made sense and it was, it could be tried as a business. So we are encouraged to do something summers, if not work in the office to get our, our feet wet, so to speak, uh, in business. But we could also do our own business. Like I put up a music lounge with friends because I love music. And mm-hmm. one thing that I also, I guess, develop aside from the entrepreneurial encouragement in the family is I only do business for things that I love. Like, you can't let me sell something I don't like. You know, so I love coffee. I love music. Um, well, now I love eating vegetables and all that. So I always tell people, get into a business, not because it makes a lot of money, but because it's something close to you. It's something you love because selling it will be, will come out naturally. Selling it will be like a walk in the park. You know, I don't like to have to stress to sell something. I don't like hard selling. Okay. So I, I, I will not make a great salesman of insurance because I, not that I don't like it. Everybody needs insurance, but I don't like to have to beg people to buy something that they think they will need when they're dying or when they're sick. So I don't like that. That's one thing I never sold. And having said that, now I was wondering, because they, they gave you, your dad gave you really that, that sort of environment at home to, you know, where entrepreneurship, because before, parang to be an entrepreneur, ibig sabihin yan, wala ka makumuntrabaho sa iba, kaya ikaw wala na magtatrabaho. Wala ka alam gawin, kaya walang nag-hire sa'yo. Sa amin, parang ganyan, di ba? Oh, oh. Sa amin, dad, I, sabi ng sister ko yata, she's older, I want to be a nurse. Why? Sabi niya, you, you want to be employed in a hospital? Ganon. Uh, or if you probably said that I want to be a lawyer, we can hire a lawyer. Ganon. So, siguro... My, my dad was the same way. My dad was the same way, exactly. Sabi, you can just hire the person or if you, you want to you wanna be a director or, or, or producer, just yeah. own the movie studio, sabi niya. <laughs> exactly. So my dad, maybe because from his own experience, he finished, you know, top three in the, in the board exams of dentistry. So we have his diploma and his certificates. But he said, you know, he stayed in dentistry for, I think, just three years. And then he said, no, I'd rather sell stuff. So he was an entrepreneur that uh, gave up his dental, his dental gloves, if you will, and uh, encouraged us not to go into any professional. But if you mm-hmm. took you know, commerce or business, he was happy. And he'd even send you to masters. But then during my time, because I'm the youngest of eight, he wasn't so active anymore in business and I didn't get the chance to go to graduate school. Pero siguro sabi niya, ah, bahala na, nag-UP ka naman, bahala ka na. <laughs> you know, when I said, I'm going to take up hotel and restaurant, and, and of course he said, well, I can't buy you a hotel. I said, dad, I learned naman other things, you know, like business. Kasi actually in UP, business is a quota course and hotel and restaurant wasn't. My math wasn't great. So I was like, I'll never make it to that quota. And But you know, a hotel and restaurant course in UP is a joint program with the School of Business. So ganun din. At the end of the day, I didn't work in a hotel, but then you put up a coffee shop, you put up so many branches, ganun na rin. Diba? Parang you work in a hotel. But it was fun. And I think it gave me the background of how it is to be in a hospitality and food service business. Wow. And, and you know, you, you were telling me earlier on, Diba, that uh, like for many entrepreneurs, you, you, some, you seem to enter disparate businesses, things that don't seem to complement one another. But actually, to your mind, uh, they're sort of like an overarching theme. They all make sense to you that you're getting into it. Help us better understand that, that mind of the entrepreneur. That you parang cafe, to yeah. pinalo, to, to, to coffee, to, to echo store. What was that in your head? What was that that, that that kind of brought it all together? I guess if inside you, I mean, if it really is in your soul or in your heart, it will fall into place. You know, you like coffee. So marunong ka na. The, all the business of coffee. And, you know, who, who would have thought that 
you know, I would be, because on when we had the coffee board and we started the coffee board, uh, which is a nonprofit 20 years ago, said, well, I'm just a coffee retailer. But you know, over the years, you learn na, ah, ganito pala how to process coffee. Ah, ganito pala how to grow it. Oh my God, now I'm selling coffee seedlings. You know, so you go back the value chain. And so coffee, tapos sabi ko, but you know, we should really empower women because coffee, okay, I'll tell you how it's interrelated. Coffee is best sorted. You know, we have to sort those beans, huh? For you to see a perfect, you know, cup of coffee. It came from a perfect bag of coffee. And that bag of coffee before roasting was picked by hand, sorted by hand by women. Okay, why? All over the world, we have this group called the International Women's Coffee Alliance. And they're a group of uh, consuming countries like Singapore, Brunei, Japan, Korea, all those consuming, US, Canada, Australia, and the producers. So all those in the coffee belt. So uh, there's ASEAN, so there's uh, Cambodia, Myanmar, there's Vietnam, Philippines, Indonesia, India, and then across Latin America. Ganun. So it's global. Yes, because it's a global truth now that women have more tasting, parang, what do you call it? Basta they have more sensory something in the tongue to taste coffee. One. Number two, women have the patience and perseverance to pick only the ripe coffee beans. So, ano na yan? Uh, hindi na yan dispute in the coffee industry. So, I'm serving coffee that comes from women farmers who we empower. But, in between coffee harvest, what do they do? Because coffee is harvested only once a year. Uh, so, mm. this is going to be Coffee 101. But guys, if you want to learn more about coffee, go to the Phil Coffee Board Facebook page and we'll tell you more. So, coffee is only once a year. So, the rest of the time, what do they do, RJ? They have guava, they have whatever, tomato, they have peanuts because peanuts grows well with coffee. Or, and then what will they do with that? They'll sell the peanuts. They make peanut butter. They make guava jelly. And then, saan nila yan ibebenta? Oh, nga, no? In the trade fair. Oh, how many trade fairs are there and how many fiestas? So we thought that Echo Store could embrace these women who would have all these products. Diba? Interrelated na. The women empowerment, the coffee. Okay? And then sabi ko, you know, if we must really say we're serving organic food, in Echo Store, sabi ni Jeannie, you know, Jeannie Avelosa, eh, Chit, you're the one naman who has farm experience. Why don't you plant our vegetables? Me, plant the vegetables. O nga, no? That's the only way. So, the sustainable and traceable part, so you what you see behind you, that's because Jeannie said, I could grow the vegetables. So, we started planting vegetables that we would harvest for Echo Store. And that's why I told you, I really feel sad that we had to give up our cafe because of COVID, because we had no alfresco areas in the places where we were. So they're all interrelated. Coffee, women empowerment, uh, organic, okay, slow food, slow food movement, sustainability. So all of them, if you look at where the business brings you, you have to know also and embrace it. Diba? The business evolves it. You're not just serving coffee. You're serving vegetarian food. When you were vegetarian, I wanted so much to to serve you everything. I can still try. I can still go for the vegetarian food anytime. I just want people to know the funny thing is her partner, Miss Jeannie's part, uh, uh, Miss Chis' partner, Jeannie Havilosa was actually, I met Jeannie because we were both uh, yoga practitioners. Yoga. Both yes. Ashtanga yoga practitioners and and one uh, and many moons ago, I actually got myself certified to, to be an Ashtanga yoga level one teacher. So, you know, that's why. Small that's world, why, small world, that's right? why I know you're vegetarian. And so, uh-huh. you know, you have to also think about the trends. Diba, RJ, you're saying as entrepreneurs, we can see it. Oh my God, plant-based food is growing 20% globally every year. Where are we in this? Plant-based. So, it's not just vegetables, it's meat alternatives. Diba, I made you try that wonder meat. Yeah, the wonder yeah, yeah, meat that is pea-based because some people don't like soy. So, all those trends... And your business and how is it evolving? Parang you have to listen to you have to listen to the to the trends, global trends, and also what's happening. Parang ano eh, They call it geopolitical. <laughs> parang you're not only looking at your your fish pond; you're looking at the ocean. Wow! And I I I'm also interested. That, you know the way the, during our whole discussion, you talk about you know working with people to put up 
the cafe working people to put up echo store working with your nephews and nieces to to, to put up binalot tell us a bit more about how do you think about working with partners because you know sometimes relationships work out relationships don't work out in 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 partnerships yeah. and you know i've had my fair share of you know I've had good partners. I've had partners which didn't work out too well in the end. In your experience, how should we work with partners? How, how do you find the correct partners? And if, and if, if, if your partners aren't quite there, no? how, how, how do you handle those situations? Okay, ganito. I think from the get-go, like Echo Store, from the get-go, we said, guys, if this business starts to stress us, we'll close it, okay? Ganon. You have this, aside from the mission, vision, you know, strat plan, etc. You have to know when you also have to shake hands and say, let's call it a day. Because at some point, your partnership, at some point, baka divergent na eh. Your, your goals, you know, in life, you know, your different stages in life, uh, your different stages in your family life, kanon. And sometimes they become divergent. So, pag hindi na common yung mission nyo, yung goal, etc., then it's time to... That's why I think partnership should have like exit clauses so that it's not hard on any of you to exit from the partnership. And I always tell uh, when they say, oh, come to this mentoring session, you want to get partners, you don't get partners for money alone. Okay? You get partners. Oh, ito, may pera, sama natin. Oh, ito. Uh, that is the that's the worst reason to get a partner. I think you should have a partner that complements what you can do. For example, kami ni Jeannie, di ba? We're madaldal. Wow, we can talk for three days. You know, once Cora Claudio left us in a radio studio because she had to do something. Jeannie and I were the guests and we took over the show. So we're just talking. <laughs> and I said, oh my God, Jeannie, what did we do to Cora's show? No? So we have a third partner, Rina. And she's the quiet type. She doesn't like to talk in public. She doesn't like, but she's the operations person. She's our commander when it comes to the store. You can't do that. You can't. She's our police. So you balance each other. You cannot be all madaldal. You cannot be all quiet. You know, you have to have a speaker. You have to have somebody who's good in sales, somebody who's good in marketing, somebody who knows graphics, the arts, operations, your business should have a mix of partner's strengths and money is the second. Kasi when we talk about, kunin natin yan kasi marami yung pera. But do you have the same values? Diba? So this is where I think, RJ, the values come in. Like, do you believe in the same things? Because if you don't, you'll have a problem sooner than later. So yun, check your values, then check what they can put on the table. It's not money all the time. Of course, a little money helps. So, ante up tayo, how much each, you know? But more than that is, what do they live for? You know, what's their purpose? What What is their life mission? And, I mean, how can we run Echo Store if our partners are not, don't believe in eco-friendly things? What if they're not, don't believe in biodiversity, sustainability? We will not be true also to what we offer to the consumer. So I want that to be holistic. And like you're saying, why are all these businesses interconnected? Because you're consistent. You're consistent in your values. You're consistent in your mission. And the only one who can say that is yourself. Okay? Nobody can tell you you're consistent. You you have to believe in it. And then you, I guess you exude it. Now, um, maybe look at all the different businesses that you've run, no? And I, I like how you said, you know, it, it, you have to, like for partnership, it's about shared values. At the same time, you said you can't be uh, attached to your business. It's not you. It, it's your idea, but it's not you. If you don't mind, tell us a bit more about Figaro also as well. I know that, you know, you, you helped set it up, but you're not, uh, I don't know what your current role is in the company, but eventually it's also grown and, and you're not, uh, are you activated? Oh, I, I, I completely divested 13 years ago. Oh, and okay. Can you, can, you, I, can, you, can you share with us a story of how, how it went? Because people, I mean, I'd, I'd love to learn from how, what, what, you, what you did over well, there. Well, uh, when, like I said, divergent paths. Na. Like, I didn't want to uh, sell yet. My partners wanted to sell. I wanted to get to going public. They did not. They wanted to sell and have the... Yung mga ganon. When ganon na, and, you know, they were at different stages in their family lives. So, 
you respect that. And you just say, you know what? It's better we just... Kaya nga sinasabi ko, dapat in any partnership, merong exit clause. Like angel mm, investors. Okay. Angel investors invest in you, but it's a must that in three years, you give them three years after five years for some, you give them an exit. They don't want to stay with you forever. Uh, it's different when it's family though. Like when it's family, you can choose to be inactive and be the inactive uh, shareholder. But now it's not about just shareholders. It's about stakeholders. Right? Mm-hmm. A business to thrive and be sustainable must think of its stakeholders, which doesn't mean you're just thinking of those who are waiting for their dividends. But the whole community that you serve, the people you employ, it's about stakeholder relationship. I mean, they're 10 letter words, but you know, uh, <laughs> in the end, it just means being honest, being truthful, and, and being true to yourself too. Because if you don't believe in where the business is going, then you opt out. And it's not, it doesn't make you any less of a person to do that. Um, interesting. So you've got through three different stages. Divergent partnership or Figaro, which is okay. That happens. Mm. You also have to convergent partnership, which worked for your Echo Store. And you had a family business, which is basically Binalat. How did... How, for people also who are in, in family businesses, how, how is the dynamic there right now? Um, I, you have put it up, but eventually you took a back, you took a, you took yeah, a step back. Because and let your... I really wanted the younger members of the family take the, the front seat, if you will. And so now we, we still meet in, in the board. I give my two cents, you know. And I think uh, what's nice is that Binalot is now 25 years old. And wow. uh, I know, I know. Wow, I didn't realize that. I, we must be over 25, RJ, because Binalot's <laughs> already 25, you know? And so, and so I think one thing good is that for a family business is for the next generation to appreciate it. You know, as I have appreciated what my father has, you know, uh, the electric vehicles, uh, during my father's time, it wasn't electric yet. It was uh, fossil fuel. <laughs> it was uh, gas-driven. But now Romel is getting into electric, right? So I think uh, the next generation should not think like, oh, I'm going to make mana this business. But use the business to learn business principles, to learn principles of, you know, uh, that makes us all human and makes us all uh, sustainable businesses. Ganon. It's to learn from it. And I learned a lot from my, from my father's business because we all had our turn. Eh. We all are, had our turn to, parang ano, trainee, parang management trainee. You know, I, I drove for my sister. You know, I was a driver. I was a stock clerk. I was, uh, in purchasing. You know, you go through everything before you sign checks. You, you pretty much go into everything. So for family businesses, you don't put up a business for the third generation to inherit. You put up a business so they learn. And if they want to, you know, some people say, which is what's happening now. You know, the, the next generation don't want the business of their parents. And it's heartbreaking for the parents. I think parents should think, but I should manage my expectations and not think that they will want to manage this when I'm gone. You know, parents should also not have sepanks, but should have, diba, parang sell the business. Give it to someone who will make it grow. And I think right now, the trend in business is mergers and acquisitions. And people don't think twice, oh, sige, may gustong bumili ng business. It's good. But for the next generation to train and get their nuggets of wisdom from it. But if they want to set up their, I set up a lot of businesses without my family, with my mm-hmm. friends. And that's how I also learned the ropes of partnerships, right? So there's mm-hmm. divergent, merong, you have a partner who doesn't want to, to understand finance, mga ganon. So you go through that. But for family businesses, and I hope I come from a proud family business that's over 50 years. So I'm very proud that our dad gave us you know, the rudiments of, of business. And for me, even if I didn't go to graduate school, I think it's the best graduate school I experienced. Best MBA that you've done, no? 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. And, and the thing is that I realize also from the same perspective that parents shouldn't expect their children to run their businesses. Children also should not feel entitled that they should take over the business. Parang feeling na I'm the, I am the, I am the... Heir apparent. Heir apparent just because, you know, so I don't have to train for it or even if I train for it, it doesn't mean you're best for the role. That's why I like these people who give away their businesses to their foundations, diba? Uh, uh, you're not gonna inherit this. I'm going to give it to Warren Buffett or uh, Warren Buffett's gonna give it to Bill Gates or, you know, I think I will let somebody else run the business. Put it in a trust. Old, you know, like that Bosch trademark, B-O-S-C-H? It's run by a foundation. You know, it's run by by a foundation of the Bosch family because I guess the next generations didn't want to operate it. Something like that. So I think, yes, conversely, children should not think I'm the heir apparent. I shouldn't learn anything. Nako. In fact, you should let your children work elsewhere before they come to... You know, when we were franchising, ang first ano ko is, did you ever work in a company? Because if you never work in a company, you're very hard to control. Because if you run, if you work in a company, you have to follow HR print procedures, rules, regulations, you know, timing in early and all that. Because if you've never worked elsewhere, you'll be a difficult franchisee to manage. Yeah. And so I think... Be work, a yeah, go ahead. It reminds me of, success, of, of if you watch Succession on HBO Max, it's Chains of Succession when, when the person came over there, he, he didn't have any background, but he became CEO of the company. So, you know, that's just what it reminds me of. It doesn't, it doesn't always, uh, it's yes. not a good, uh, it doesn't augur well, in other words, right. uh, if, if those are the things that happen. Um, it's a very interesting discussion, and I hope you don't mind. It, we're going a bit over time, but if you don't, if, if, I hope you don't mind we talk a bit more over here, I mean, which is great. I mean, this, this discussion is going very, very well. And I want to go back right now to the different trends that you're seeing that are, that are emerging, particularly in the new normal. Because people often think that, you know, many entrepreneurs think, you know, especially people who aren't entrepreneurs, they go, oh, well, there's nothing out there for us anymore, you know. I mean, everything's been said and done. But I mean, particularly from your perspective, where you're seeing things with social entrepreneurship, with people going back to nature, what are you seeing as the different opportunities that are emerging in the new normal that people can still get into? You know, look at the needs right now. So parang upcoming trends tayo. No? One is, of course, health services. So testing centers, teleconsult, etc. So health services. And then second is, I think, the outdoors. The great outdoors. Tours, eco-tours, farm tours, you know. Three roadside cafes, like bikers now uh, want everything na al fresco. They just stop by. And they can get a cup of coffee. So you see a lot of concepts now of coffee shops that are on roadsides, gas stations, uh, wherever. Uh, I might also do that myself, you know. Those that have less physical uh, closeness or proximity. So I think, and then of course, the pinaka ano there is, pinaka prominent is uh, online uh, e-commerce. E-commerce, uh, I cannot overemphasize the need to have an easy user experience, whether it's a delivery service, it's personal shopping. You know, there are people who can't manage, uh, let's say, their delivery app or what. There are virtual assistants. So virtual assistants, you could pull them together and make them an agency. So your manpower agency now is not about physical people going, but you're managing them virtually. 
So a virtual placement agency. I was just talking to to our tech guy about uh, podcasts, etc. So I think you'll have to really look at digital, learn it, and then everything stems from there. Even uh, how to pay, diba? Banks will be uh, challenged by... Because before, our biggest problem, RJ, is the non-bankable people in the provinces right. and all that. They don't have bank accounts. Now, you ask your Grab driver, is a GCash account. You ask the... They, they featured in the newspaper at Taho Vendor who has... QR codes, you know, so it's... Nakita ko siya sa Boracay, the vendor with the QR code, yeah. Diba? So, and in China, back then, uh, you already paid by QR codes. I went to Hainan in 2019, Hainan, China. They wouldn't accept our credit cards. They only took Alipay. Alipay, they took, um, you know, and we did not have WeChat. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about me in Shanghai? I had a difficulty. I okay with the Pinoy who was able to communicate with them, but it was all Alipay. I couldn't. I was trying to give cash or credit card. It, it didn't work for me. But you know, back in 2005, when we had the Figaro in Shanghai, back then they were already using digital. You know, these little cameras. After the newspaper is delivered at our door, they'll take a picture with the date and time, and they. I guess that's their way of collecting from their from their business on how many oh. newspapers they delivered. So it was kind of cumbersome, pa, digital camera, SD card, and all that. But back then, they were using digital already for uh, making reports. And this is like, how many years ago? 2005, diba? That was like eons ago. So I think digital is going to be the primary thing that everybody should go into. Yun. I agree, and I agree. All the other things. And of course, eating healthy. And I know you eat healthy. So... Uh, health food, healthy food, fresh food, organic. People are, like I said, plant-based is growing by leaps and bounds globally. And we're not an exception. Okay? And then flexitarian diets. You know, I cannot overemphasize the need for better food, um, traceable food. And uh, people want to be healthy. Diba? Why? Because COVID made us do it. We want to be up our immunity now, Lagundi is mainstream. I mean, who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? <laughs> virgin coconut oil. Lagundi, Lagundi, Malungay. You know, all these things. Turmeric. My God, people are talking like turmeric. We were selling turmeric years ago. Yeah, But yeah. now, it's an everyday thing. Yeah, especially, well, you know, as an aside, you know, with the genie and myself being yoga practitioners, turmeric is the, that's the magic. That's the magic if, you, if you're using... Um, a lot of all, all the healings for, for, for yoga. I forget the terminology, but that's what you use, especially for all the treatments. It's all turmeric. Because it's an anti-inflammatory. That's right. Oh, So now, oh. COVID made us do it. Now, turmeric's mainstream. VCO is mainstream. Of course, coffee has always been mainstream. Oh. And then, having said that, Ms. Jean, uh, I have a mischief. No? What is, I, I mean, I, this might be a funny question for you, but then... What's next for you? I mean, so you've done, you know, you've gone through the gamut of evolving from a cafe owner to becoming a sustainability advocate, uh, uh, you know, uh, to being a coffee, uh, a coffee grower. What's next for you? What's next for me is I'm enjoying that the fact that uh, the farm, I'm enjoying it, you know, not thinking of money from it or what, but just enjoying all the benefits that it can give. But RJ, you can't help it. Eh. Pumapasok sa isip ko. Oh, but you know, oh, everybody's, know email, everybody's emailing me, can we go to your farm? So I go, alert level 3 pa. So pag bumaba na po, pwede na ba? You know, people are, hey, without you, without you planning it, the business just comes. I guess, hindi natin maiwasan eh. As entrepreneurs, we'll always find something. And you know, it's not really about the money. It's about the joy of sharing all, all these good things with people, you know, and getting paid for it na rin. So, it's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. And finally, Miss Chit, one more question for you. Um, for the, literally for the more millennials to come here in my show, because, you know, syempre, ideas burst, you know, they're bursting with ideas or things to do, or, you know, um, they're, they're dedicating a lot of time to, to their current startup or whatever. I often ask them, you know, you're seeing all these different opportunities right now. And for example, if you still had the time or the bandwidth, what else would you be doing right now if you weren't doing what you are doing uh, at the moment? 
what else would I be doing? You know, kanina, <laughs> you I was, the time. Sabi, okay, I, I'm not doing the farming here right now. I'm not doing this one. I put my energy here. Parang ganyan. Uh, I think it's also about things we need, eh? like health. I think not just the natural health kind that eat well, live well, ganyan, but health services. I think it's something that everybody will need. And uh, it's kind of not like me, you know? It's not, not like me because everything's about nature and this and that. And then travel. Uh, something about travel, you know? I still have my bucket list. I still want to travel again. So maybe I'll, I'll organize a tour for friends, you know, take them to the best places in Tokyo or take them to my favorite haunts in Vietnam. I don't know. I told you my alternative career is tour guide. So when we can all <laughs> travel again, I'd like to do that with friends and maybe who knows? It might be another business. And I'll, I'll be, me and Vanessa will be part of the tour group. I'll make sure that we're part of the tour group over there because. We will get some insight also as to how we can better run our markets here in the Philippines. Sure. So, you know, like you. you know, like we you. We always, always go to markets, diba? Everywhere yeah, we go, right. like I have my favorite eating place in this market, that market. It's nice to go to all these markets. Even here in Asia, it's so fantastic. Fantastic talaga. Again, Ms. Chip, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to join us here on the show. I think many of the people here learned a lot. Can you leave us with any, uh, you know, for the entrepreneurs over here, what would you like to imprint on them here right now if they're listening to the program? You know, I think, uh, okay, to the entrepreneurs and especially those who are starting plan and then COVID-like upended your plans, there's a reason. And there's a reason and we can learn, we can keep learning because like I said, if three ideas, one succeeds, you're good. And don't think of, you know, we always like what to say, fail forward. We never fail think forward. of, think positive. You know, if you fail, that's an experience. Chalk it up to experience. Then start again. Just brush your knees, start again, laban uli, you know. And all the things that come to your mind, if you think positive, all of that will translate into a business idea before you know it. Well, again, thank you so much, Ms. Chit. Again, thank you to everybody who listened to the RJ Ladespa podcast. If you are learning a lot from this podcast, please subscribe. And invite more friends to listen to the RJ Ladespa podcast. We come out usually every Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, on Facebook Live. And you can also subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, Google, or the Apple Podcast. Again, my name is RJ Ladespa. Guys, have a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much. Ms. Chit, please stay around. We'll have an offline conversation. Maraming salamat, guys. Okay. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.